Hi, this is David Leet of Leet's Culinaria with another episode of our Author's Answer series. Today we're sitting face-to-face with the uber-talented 34-year-old multi-James Beard award-winning chef, Grant Ackett. He's also the owner of Alinea in Chicago, which opened in 2005. Now, for those of you living in a cave, it is perhaps the most talked about, most written about, and most reviewed restaurant in contemporary times. And as of a few weeks ago, Grant is also the author of the cookbook simply titled Alinea. Welcome, Grant. Thank you. Now, first, I need to ask you this. How are you feeling? I feel great. A lot of people have asked me to pass on their best wishes for continued health. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Grant was diagnosed with stage four mouth cancer in July 2007. But as of December, you have been completely symptom-free. That's correct. Excellent. Glad to hear that. And of course, that is a typical thing for chef, having mouth cancer. Yeah. Yeah. kind uh, Kind of a strange irony there. But no loss in taste or anything. Well, I certainly went through a period, yeah. But everything's restored. Everything's coming back. Excellent. I wouldn't say it's 100%, but it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. Excellent. Well, on to the book. First of all, congratulations. And it's, it's an astonishing achievement. Thank you. It's, um, I actually had to do this at home. I had to weigh the book. Okay. Okay. Do you know <laughs> where, how much the book where weighs? Where did it come out? <laughs> it came out at six and a half pounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and for the uh, listeners at home, that's basically six and a half pounds. It's twelve inches by nine and three quarters inches, and clocks in at three hundred and ninety-six pages. Now, this is not a book to be trifled with. No. It's pretty substantial. Now, uh, tell me your concept and idea behind creating the book. What was the impetus? Well, it was it was a couple of things. We. Uh, a little over two years ago, sat down and said, you know, we we really want to write a book. We want to document our work. And as with most things that have to do with the linea, it it involves a small group of us, about five people, uh, the heart and soul of the creative team, sitting down and basically asking ourselves over and over again, why? Mm -hmm. Why do this? Why do that? In this case, why write a book? And while it sounds like kind of a silly question, Mm -hmm. it actually had value because it really guided us in the concept, the development, the template that all the framework was laid around from what you see here on the counter. And, um, you know, it was really about a couple of things. One, showing the restaurant. One of our main purposes was for people that haven't been to the restaurant, they should be able to page through this volume and get a feeling for what Alinea is, how it feels. And also to document over 300 dishes, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically what goes into the book. 300 dishes. Well, in component form. And how many recipes in grand form, because some of them have many sub-recipes, right. are there in the book? Right. There's four menus with 27 complete dishes in each menu. And the four menus are autumn, spring, summer, winter? Broken by season, okay. yep. And then, But within... A specific dish, you might have 10 recipes, you might have 12 recipes. So it really, depending on how you look at it, there could be thousands <laughs> of recipes in the book for each component. And you have in the beginning of the book um, three powerhouse writers, Michael Ruhlman, Jeffrey Steingarten, and Mark McCluskey, mm-hmm. are writing about what amounts to a pin to the restaurant and to you. Now, um, Ruhlman writes about the evolution of Linea, Uh, Jeffrey wrote about his experience dining in the restaurant in his inimitable way. Always comical. Always comical. (laughs) And Mark, um, he wrote about the technology in Alinea's kitchen. Now, why the choice for such a long, you you could call it an introduction to the book. How does that frame the concept of the book and what does it offer the reader before we jump into the recipes? Well, what we did was kind of take the atypical approach where most recently, many chef authors would start each dish or each recipe with 
an introduction to that particular dish. A head note, yeah. Why we, why, where this came from, why we developed this dish, what the concept is. We didn't want to do that for every dish. We wanted to try to articulate the vision, the passion, the history of myself and the restaurant before the reader actually got to the recipes. Okay. So we wanted to tell a story in the beginning. And I think you did a very good story. I, I enjoy especially the part that you wrote. I think it was a very powerful essay uh, called Where It Comes From, mm -hmm. uh, which was about your creative process. Can you talk more about that? The most frequent question I get when diners come back to the kitchen after their meal, or they always say, you know, where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> you know, do you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, having a crazy dream about freezing foie gras and, and you know, making pillows with lavender in them? And right. And so I felt it was very important for my identity, the identity of the restaurant, the benefit of the reader, to actually get a look at that creative process, to know kind of where it comes from, why we do what we do. And so I kind of outlined some of the creative avenues, the creative processes that, that we take. Mm -hmm. Now, we could talk all day about the creative process. I found that really fascinating. But let's take just two dishes so the listeners can understand specifically. One that intrigued me and that I saw on Diary of a Foodie was the paraffin wax bowl and the pin. Right. Talk about that. Explain how it's created and how a diner eats it. Well, that, that one dish to me exemplifies what we do at the restaurant fully. First and foremost, it's a perfect example of the collaboration between myself and Martin Kastner, who mm -hmm. runs Crucial Detail Design Studio, whom uh, designs many of the service pieces for the restaurant. He's the one who graphically laid out the book. So you have this, this collaboration between designer and chef in, a, in an effort to m not only modernize food and modernize uh, the eating of it, but the presentation of it, the interaction, the experience that a diner can have okay. while, while eating at Alinea. Um, it, it really is about the incredible focus of one particular thing. In this case, you have a chef de partie, mm -hmm. a cook. He makes the soup. He makes the garnishes. He makes the thing that the that the actual food is served in. The paraffin bowl. That's ownership right? from start to finish. And I think that is really exemplifies kind of the level of detail, the ownership, the passion that, that pervades the restaurant. It's really exciting to me. So I'm sitting in Alinea. Mm -hmm. I have the bowl in front of me. Explain what the soup is, explain how I eat it, and explain the experience that you hope I will have when I eat it. It's like last night we did we did this collaboration dinner with, with Thomas Keller and myself at Per Se, one of three. Right. The hot potato, cold potato served in the in the wax bowl was was served last night. And I had to articulate to his front of the house team what it was, why it was, and how to serve it. And I'll I'll tell you what I told them. It's a fancy vichyssoise soup. <laughs> right. You say that in the book. Right? It's a it's a truffle potato soup. Now you can get that in many restaurants throughout the world, throughout the country, on any given night, a really good soup. What makes this soup special is two things. The guest interaction. Mm -hmm. So you have an engaging component where the guest actually has to pick up the wax bowl, pull the pin, remove the pin from the bowl. That releases the garnishes into the soup. So there's that level of playfulness, there's that level of curiosity, there's that level of interaction that is very compelling. Mm -hmm. And there's also the, the temperature contrast. The whole point of it was a hot potato component mixing at the last moment with the cold potato soup. 
and we had to separate those temperatures and allow the guests to combine them right before they ate them so that they could experience hot and cold in their mouth at the same time. And they sip from the bowl? Correct. Just like an oyster shell. Okay. Slurp it back. You get the hot potato ball. You get the cold potato soup. It's a really cool sensation on the palate. Mm-hmm. And it's a tasty bite. Excellent. Has anyone ever melted the bowl by their by accident in their hands? People or? have crushed the bowl. People have eaten the bowl. People have done pretty much <laughs> anything you can imagine with the bowl. But that's, that's the fun of Alinea. You know, yes, we're a serious restaurant. Yes, we have high ambitions. Yes, we want to be refined and elegant. Uh, yes, our food is serious. But it's also fun. Right. And we really want it to be engaging and precipitatory and fun. So. And then the other one is the antenna. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how that works for our listeners. So where the wax bowl started as a functional element or mm-hmm. focus, the antenna started as an emotional reaction. And Martin came to me and said, you know, I really want to break this monotonous mechanical motion of impaling something on a fork or scooping something up with a spoon from the table surface Mm -hmm. and raising it to my mouth. We eat like that three times a day ever since we're two years old, all the way through our lives, and we take it for granted. We take that motion for granted. If we can break that motion, we can break that sequence, Mm -hmm. then we can change the way people eat, the mechanics of eating. So he came to me and said, I'm going to elevate the food 14 inches off the table surface. And we're going to have people eat without their hands. Mm. We're going to take their hands away from them. They're going to lean forward, take the food directly off food that's suspended off the table. And I said, that sounds exciting. Let's do it. So he came up with the antenna or the skewer, self-supported skewer. Right. And people freak out. I understand that. (laughs) (laughs) But what it does, and again, here we are, people are intimidated. People are embarrassed. Yes. People laugh. People think it's, you know, whatever it is, whatever emotion they feel when it's put down in front of them and they're asked to eat off it, or they look around the dining room and they see other people eating off it, that's the point. I can put any food on the end of that skewer, Mm -hmm. put it on a spoon, put it on a fork. It's going to taste exactly the same. Mm -hmm. The experience completely different. So do you think by using things such as the antenna, the paraffin bowl, and many, many other things that you have and how things are served with the the pillows, it unbalances the diner enough that there's more of a focus on the food, more focus on the flavor, uh, also on the experience too, as opposed to sort of that that blind eating that we have. Do you think that does that? Absolutely. Okay. And was that the intention or... It was the intention. With that particular piece, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because I, I, I think that I would go through an array of emotions with this spike looking at me. Right. And wanting to eat off it. Right. Terrified I'd go too far and poke the back of my throat or right. something. Uh, so that's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now, the book, of course, as you say, um, has sometimes six, eight, ten, twelve components to it, which are sub-recipes. Right. And they're not particularly easy recipes, some of them. Although right. what's interesting, I, I find, is the larger recipes that have the components have many components. The smaller ones actually have four or five ingredients. Right. Which I think is very interesting. But they're not easy to find. You have some things such as um, soy lecithin, isomalt, glycerin, glucose, using sous vide machines. Right. Who do you think the audience is for this book? Well, I think we have several people for several different reasons. Okay. Certainly, the professional chef mm-hmm. will find it useful for inspiration through photography alone. 
the sourcing of, of ingredients, mm-hmm. the combination of flavors, the manipulations, all the things that a professional chef mm-hmm. would hope to glean from a book of inspiration. So that part's easy. Yes. The home cook or the amateur or, or, or the foodie that buys it and doesn't cook professionally, well, they can get the same thing from it, from the photography, mm-hmm. from the reading in the beginning. And they can apply it to whatever their passion is. It doesn't matter. I think some of the text in the beginning can relate to just about anything in life mm-hmm. that you pr- the pursuit of, of passion or, or dedication. Creativity. Creativity. However, I will say that I feel the book is very cookable. Okay, explain that. How? In a couple of ways. One, it's critically important before you begin to cook out of the book uh-huh. that you read the entire book. Okay. You'd be shocked how many people have purchased the book, flipped it open to a random recipe, and tried <laughs> to cook and say, why this, why that? There's a couple of very critical pieces in the beginning that you must read. Okay. How to use this book. Yes. Written by Nick Kokonis. Exactly. Critical, critical, critical couple pages to read before you start. Okay. The spirit of Alinea is creativity. Mm-hmm. The spirit of the book is creativity. Are we asking you to replicate these recipes verbatim in your home kitchen, knowing that we have a staff of 25 trained professionals all of the equipment, all of the ingredients at our disposal? No, that's not fair. What is fair is to say, this is how we do it. Look at the pictures, look at the ingredients, look at the techniques, be creative. Be creative like us, okay? Take a yuzu pudding from page 300, Mm -hmm. pair it with the cooking technique from the turbo on page 157, and make the sauce from the lamb dish on page 92. Okay. Put them together, host yourself a dinner party, have some identity, have some ownership over your food. You've taken the components from the book. It showed you how to cook. It's told you how to break down a turbo. It's told you how to cook it in sous vide, which you've never done before. Step by step, quite easy. Make your yuzu pudding, make your sauce. Put it together. Put it together. So in the, in a sense where when someone goes into a linea mm-hmm. and things are deconstructed, things are turned on their head, they're put into an experiential mode to experience the food and to enjoy the food. You're kind of putting this down on a plate in a certain sense and saying, here, take from this what you will. Enjoy the experience however you enjoy this. So, for instance, with a regular cookbook, you make the recipes. Some of them don't have sub-recipes. So if you make a stew, you make a stew. Everyone makes the same basic stew. Right. Here, there are, like you said, thousands upon thousands of combinations. Mm-hmm. And you don't really care as long as they're dipping into the book and finding combinations that can express their creativity. Right. I mean, I think, I think you could follow a recipe verbatim, mm-hmm. step by step, but let's face it, it's going to take you some time. Right. You can't expect to whip it out in 30 minutes. Right. Okay? And frankly, if it was really easy, would the restaurant be celebrated? Would it be a special restaurant? Right. If anybody could open that book tonight and cook for four people with two hours of notice from their local Dominic's grocery store, what kind of restaurant would Alinea be? Exactly. That's a so, very good point. Yeah. Very good point. There's an interesting tie-in here with the web component for Correct. Alinea in the book. Right. Explain that to me. Well, the Alinea mosaic, mm-hmm. is, which is what we call the web component, had two main purposes. One, a book is static. Once it's printed, it's done, and it ends. 
The restaurant, the identity of Alinea is that it continually reinvents. We don't have signature dishes. We don't have a repertoire that we keep falling back on season after season. We continually reinvent. So in that vein, we wanted to have the ability to keep adding on to content of the book. And the only way to do that is through something like a web component or keep publishing editions of the book. But we chose the web. It's more instantaneous. So... For that reason, we can continually add different content. We can add video. We can add cooking, instructional videos. We can add more recipes, et cetera, photos. The other really interesting thing is the blog component to the mosaic where if, in fact, you are having a problem with the recipes, you post a question to the Illini Mosaic, and myself or members of the team will go online and answer your question, which to me is like the ultimate 1-800-HELPLINE, you know? (laughs) I mean, sure, the book is difficult, but if we're going to answer your questions, where do you get methylcellulose? Boom, boom, boom. You got a link. It sends you right to it. How come this isn't working? Well, you didn't blend it long enough, or you didn't strain it right, or, you know, that sort of thing. You know, that's what Julia Child used to do. Is that right? Yep. She did not unlist her number. She kept it listed in the phone book, and people called her when she uh, published the... uh, Cooking, uh, mastering That's the art of French cooking. Wow. People would call her. People would stop by. She would tell them what to do. Until she was very old. She did that. Wow. Now, is there a price for the web component? Though? No, it's free. It's free and will continue to remain free. Correct. That's excellent. So do you see yourself putting out edition two, edition three, year four, year five, year six? Um, or is this the masterpiece? We will eventually do other cookbooks. We're uncertain whether we're going to continue with this template. You know, we might might have to Mix it once up again. again reinvent. Yeah, learn learn from our mistakes. You know, figure out what we liked that worked, and and continue to build on that. Well, that's ex- excellent. I think that's clearly the uh, theory and clearly the inspiration of Alinea. So I want to thank you very much, Grant, for coming to see us and talk You're to us welcome. a bit. I My wish pleasure. you a tremendous success with a book simply titled Alinea. We've been speaking with Grant Ackett, author of the very impressive new book, Alinea. I'm David Leet from Leet's Culinaria. Thanks for listening, and remember to keep cooking, especially from Alinea. And come back soon for another episode of our Author's Answer series that will always keep you hungry for more. 